What's up guys, this is Sean Tan, you are watching Ehung's podcast and today this episode is recorded in Hilton Hotel, London, the one next to Paddington Station, very very cool, so since I got to squeeze a little bit of time, might as well do an episode here. And today we will read a question from Renee. Hi Sean, I'm one of your subscribers and I love your videos as they are very informative and I learned a lot. I am 41 and I have a 4 year old kid. Basically I have no debts and I have a shop in Butterworth which is fully paid. I bought it at 26. My parents helped me to pay the down payment of around 100,000 at that time. Wow. Because I was just starting to work and have no savings to pay for down payment. The price of that property was around 240000 during that time. I was advised by my parents to purchase that property with a plan to have my own business but it didn't happen and I'm still working as an employee until today. Currently, I'm renting out the property with a monthly rental of 1200 per month for the ground floor. First floor still not able to get tenant because the location of the property is not that good. My tenant has been renting since two years ago and he is a good tenant who pays rent on time every month. Last month, the two year contract ended and I initially planned to increase 200 ringgit in rent but he said he will stop renting if I'm going to increase his rent. So my dad advised me to just continue to rent at 1002. Since I'm staying in KL, basically I need to depend on my dad to help me if there is any problem with the property. For instance, my dad needs to look for people when repairing work is needed or potential tenants would like to view the place. There is a distance from my hometown to the place too. So. Since my dad is getting old now, it's not so convenient for him to drive so I'm thinking to sell the property since the place is not easy to get tenant and the rental return is also not that good. Someone did ask my dad before if I want to sell the property, he is willing to purchase at 800000 But now, I'm thinking what I'm going to do with the money if I sell the property. If I would like to invest in another property in Klang Valley, where and which type of property to choose? To be frank, I have been thinking to invest in property for some time, but I know it's not easy to handle tenants especially if so happens to get those problematic tenants that don't pay rent on time. I know I'm not keen in handling all these, but at the same time, I just can't keep the money in the bank as well. Currently, I have investment in stock market around 400000 but the rest of my cash, I just keep under FD because the market is volatile and I'm a bit conservative to invest all in the stock market. What is your opinion on this? Should I sell or should I continue to to hold the property. If I sell the property, what kind of property should I invest in Clang Valley? Hope you can advise me on this and thank you again for reading my email. Regards, Renee. So thank you very much for the email. This is... <laughs> this reminds me of a lot of stories where parents are just kind of using the children's name to buy a property. Lah. Because in Renee's case, uh, the father kind of pushed her to buy at 26. Like, so straight away, buy a shop lot really. Like, but she can still enjoy that two slot of 90% loan for residential properties. And back then at 26, so she's 41 now. When she was 26, it's 15 years ago. So 15 years, right? 100,000, I think, is a bigger value than today's 100,000, definitely. So that illustrates the concept of inflation and value for money. That's why 100,000 is like very big. And the property is only 240,000. And she paid up 100,000. The 140,000, right? Just use rent to cover Gaudin. That's why fully paid so fast. Now, because the father is aging and it's not that convenient or safe for him to manage the property, then also the rental demand there is not as high. But that does not affect the appreciation of the property. In 15 years' time, 
240,000 property now expected selling for 800,000. So that's like 3x. So that's around 3 to 4 times in increase, but the rental is 1,002. So the question here is that do we continue holding it? or do we just exit the property? But at the same time, Renate was very good. Like, got 400,000 in other investments. So obviously, she don't need money, <laughs> but she wants to invest in properties. Okay, so let's address all this. So speaking back to the concept of inflation, I hope new audiences will understand the concept of money via this story where you put in 100,000. In this story where the shop loss location is not as good, the demand is not as great, 240,000, 10, 15 years later, it becomes 800,000. Wow, very good return. Imagine if it's in a prime location, let's say if it's 400,000, a prime location 15 years ago, maybe now it's at 1.5 million. But something to take note here, if you are buying a commercial shop lot or industrial, right, the loan calculation is very different as your loan margin is in general like lower than residential definitely but it's around 70 to 75 percent if you are very solid in your financial income and stability right then maybe 80 percent so the upfront payment is actually way higher but this also reminds me of the story where children always blame parents for forcing them to buy properties also blaming them when they are younger but after they understand, right, they then blame the parents, why didn't you buy more? Imagine putting in 100,000 for a 200,000 shop lot, right? Why don't you just put 50-50 for two units instead? So if you buy two units, right, both at 800,000, wow, don't need to work really. So the pain point of this story to let go is really just the maintenance. It's really just the lack of demand of space around that area. Hence, nobody is renting up the second floor. But since it's fully paid off, so it's not really a matter of money. Where she is spot on, like if I were to sell the property at 800,000, full solid 800,000, I think there won't be tax anymore. If got also like marginal, like maybe 5%. But for 800,000, what to do with the money? So these are stages of affluence in our life. When we just graduate, we figure out, try to hit our first pot of money. We try to go exponentially in our wealth growing. Then when we reach a certain point in life, we want stability. Then after that, we want certainty, stability, confirm win kind of deals. And when Renee is 41, suddenly you give her 800,000, right? What to do with it? <laughs> if the money is in the form of real estate, no issue. It's a small problem here and there only. But suddenly if you have 800,000 in cash in the bank account, right? If you are not doing anything with the money, right? It's almost confirmed that it's either only going to retain its value or the value is definitely going to drop. Because everything else is increasing in price. And that's the stress for people with money right now. And to Renee, the journey of starting an investment in KL need not be correlated to this decision altogether. I think with your solid background in saving and building wealth, right? I'm confident you can easily grasp the concept of real estate investing in KL itself. It's not that complicated if you have watched the channel throughout. So you can always watch the property reviews here and there to kind of get used to the demographics, the lingo, the jargon, things to look out for in a project. Then you arrange to view 20 of them yourself. So now later you will know what kind of appetite that you want in a property in terms of risk, in terms of preference of design, in terms of property type. And I'm pretty confident you will score the right one. Okay, so that's a side. To me, I would actually hold. Why with that concern that we mentioned just now, I'm not too sure what to do with the money immediately if I were to sell. Of course, if I were to sell, we need to first check, is this 800,000 offer legit or not? So whether or not we want to sell, right? Let's check the valuation of the property now. You can just call bankers 
hey, I have this shop lot here, the size is like that, original condition, what would be the valuation? So maybe it's 900,000, eh? maybe it's a million, eh? or maybe it's just 600,000. So let's get the facts right first. Also, at the same time, check for the rental rates around that area. Now, 1,002, your tenant actually know that you are more inferior to them. Like, hey, I want to increase your rent 200. Hey, don't want, don't want, I la. So personally, if you know that area is actually renting for 1,000, 6,008, right? You just continue to rent out 1,002, you're losing opportunity cost, definitely. And it just feels weird that the tenant is actually kind of threatening you instead. And all these strategies need to be backed up by data. So if you know the rental rates currently, the property price currently, that will also allow you to determine whether do you want to refinance the property in case you need money to put into property investment in KL. But I doubt like, if you just follow all the steps that I always talk about, you'll be able to find great deals in different format. You want to buy new, buy sub-sale, buy auction, buy from bulk purchases, entirely up to you. And the refinancing part is also attractive in case there is an emergency need of funds. Suddenly, eh, something happened, right? 700,000. Wow, jalat. I need a lot of cash. If you were to sell a property, it takes around 6 to 8 months. If you were to refinance, it takes around 4 to 5 months if all paperwork are in place. But that allows you to still retain the ownership of the property. So that solves the emergency need of funds scenario. And I will only sell if I am certain there is another better deal than this. For example, if there is a shop lot in Penang Island that is around 2 million. For example, uh, 2 million. Let's say the total rental yield for the property downstairs 6,000, upstairs 2,000, 2,000 uh, make it easier for calculation. 8,000 rent, but they're selling 2 million. Is it a good deal? In that scenario, let's say the property that you are holding is still 800,000. You cash it out, then you put this 800,000 into this property then indirectly you're only taking a loan of 1.4 million and in 1.4 million at the current interest rate it's around 5,000 6 to 6,000 per month then your rental rates of 8,000 to 9,000 a month can kind of cover then I will only consider selling so what I'm saying is you can currently still keep the property as a stash of cash in case there's a better deal. In the meantime, just let your money be in the form of real estate to somewhat hedge the inflation, to somewhat be that nest egg in case anything happened. And there's not much cost to even hold it. Let's say your father is not really in a state of maintaining anymore. I think it's time to actually spend money for contractors, spend money for people to look after the work. Because old school folks, they always want to go for a cheaper alternative. Oh yeah, electric works so easy. I can do. Oh yeah, plumbing work a little bit. Want to charge me three hundred? I can do myself. The parts only fifty. They don't consider labor cost. They don't consider professional fee. They don't consider anything else besides the raw material. Even their time, they don't consider one. But for current people like you and me, employees kind of format, right? We are time poor. So the entire strategy for you to resolve here is to look actively for property managers. And here maybe it's just a number of a very responsible contractor. Anyway, I hope that answers your question a little bit. In conclusion, is to just currently hold first. But the to-do list is different. The to-do list is to actively seek for a contractor or a property person to resolve the maintenance issue first. The second is to confirm all the data points in terms of rental yield, in terms of current market value of the property. So that allows you to somewhat strategize your next move accurately. The third thing, to actively look for deals around KL. So just in case, if you find a landed property that is 1.8 million, but it's really strategic, do you share the shop lot just to finance the terrace house here in Klang Valley? During that moment only, I will consider selling the property because now no holding costs. Well, marginal, but it's self-paid using the rental. And there's no urgent need of cash for you. So now for you, it's like a sure win 
sure safe kind of scenario but do you just want to win more only with the proper data it prevents you from losing get it and i think that's all for this episode thank you very much for sending in the email and if you guys have any more questions about real estate do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com or you can just dm me on instagram i-h-e-r-n-g and i will see you on the next one from london don't know if you can make another episode or not. But see you guys on the next one. Ciao!